Hi, I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is director D.W. Thomas. We're going to talk about her debut film, Too Late, which is opening in select theaters and on digital platforms June 25th. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Janine. I have to say, I'm a bit of a chicken. (laughs) So when I saw this, I was like, maybe not. And then I looked at the cast, and I love this cast. And I watched it and I loved it. Oh, good. I know it's it's <laughs> definitely not not as gory and scary as I think some people might get from the poster. Hopefully not. No, and it's funny, much, but it's really and it's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. That that is what I really wanted to to achieve. I I grew up on you know Gremlins and mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and movies that were like they're fun and they're a little spooky, but they're not existentially terrifying you know yes exactly now this is your first film right that's right how did you decide first feature how did you decide to do this were you doing shorts were you a screenwriter well I actually started as an editor and so I've been an editor for about gosh 20 20 odd years and I I spent so much time making other people's films Mm -hmm. work you know and and I got to a point where I was like, gosh, I want to tell the stories. Like I, I, I've worked on a lot of films that are, you know, from a a male perspective because a lot of movies are made by men and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I was like, gosh, I want to tell a story from a female perspective and I want to be more involved in, in creating it. And, and also as an editor, I'm always complaining about not having the right footage or not having enough footage. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe as a director, I, I can, give myself what I would have wanted to have. I love it. Yeah, I I definitely feel like when you're in the trenches, you're working on other people's projects, you get your own ideas, you see what works, what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it it changes when you end up actually shooting it yourself, because there's things like time and uh, sometimes the locations don't quite work the way you want them to. And so I I definitely got a better understanding of, of the the side of the director and understanding why sometimes you don't get all the footage. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it was great to see that side since I was always, you know, in, in, in the edit room. Exactly. And when did you do this? Did you do this before the pandemic? We did. We actually um, did it. Let's see. We finished shooting principal photography in July um, nine in uh, 2019. And then we finished the last ADR recording in February of 2020. So it was right before everything closed down and they were kind oh. of just talking about it. Yeah. So okay. we, we really lucked out because we needed to have everybody in the same room for ADR. And Sorry, luckily, I saw my, my uh, popper coming into the scene. <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> See, you got me creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't Bob. So we're like, yeah, <laughs> oh, um, so, so here you were in lockdown editing away. Yeah. Well, um, I actually finished the editing. So I finished the editing before the lockdown, but we were doing the score and the sound design and the color correction. So we, we, they definitely had a lot of time. Um, we worked with a terrific composer, Michael Hurwitz, who did a did a really fun score. And so we got to work with him through Zoom and through doing it this way, which was amazing. Totally a different experience. Like it would have been yeah. great to be in the room and actually hear it on their system. So that that was unfortunate, but 
um, I think, you know, given, given this, the situation, I think we were pretty lucky. <laughs> Definitely. Now, what, um, what have people said about the film so far? I know it, it's not officially out, but people have reviewed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, people people seem to enjoy it, and I think what they enjoy um, a, a lot about it is the is the comedy scene, and it feels authentic. And everybody loves Alyssa. I think Alyssa Lim Paris really great. carried the film. Yeah, and she, you know, for being her first feature and someone who is more used to the sort of front front um, comedy on Instagram, it was a totally new experience for her and she really just knocked it out of the park it was pretty amazing cool. yeah, um, how did you cast how, how did the casting process work yeah so <clears throat> we we wrote the part for ron so me and my husband came up with the idea together and we broke the story and we kind of wrote it around ron lynch because we've tom uh knew him from stand-up he used to be a stand-up comedian and now he does more just comedy but he uh he, we knew that that Ron would love to work on something with us. So we sort of wrote it around Ron and then um, did the casting. We brought in with our casting director, we brought in uh, comedians that have done acting. And that's how we found Alyssa and Jenny and Jack. And then uh, through Ron, he reached out to Fred Armisen on our behalf as I well as Mary believe when Rice I saw Cone. Fred was in this. That's so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. And he liked the script and he was like, yeah, he was totally game to come down and, and, and be in it. And which was just Florida. So we were like, Oh my gosh, our little friend. <laughs> yeah. And he's just so funny. And his, his whole demeanor, I mean, I, you never know when he's not acting, but I think it's just him. He's just always like so. very Innately funny, funny and yeah. Yeah. So, so he was, he was terrific, but most everyone else came through, um, casting it that way. And, and all the stand up comedians are actual stand up comedians and they're people that my husband knew through stand up. And he gave me a list of like 20 people and I got to go through and pick my favorite ones. So nice. it was kind of fun to do that. And they they were incredibly uh, wonderful to let us use some of their comedy and, and burn a few of their jokes. I love it. How did the whole storyline come about? Well, I really liked the idea of somebody feeding a monster, and it it it's also a, a fairy tale. It's very archetypal. You know, you mm -hmm. have the the young ingenue kind of having to take care of the monster sort of yes. scenario, and so. Right. Um, but we thought like, okay, if we're going to set this in the comedy world, because that's a world that we know and that we know we can find a lot of talent in, what is the best kind of monster that could just go unnoticed? And, mm -hmm. and, and it sort of just really fell into place. It was like, yeah, of course <laughs> you, you could probably get away with it. I mean, oh yeah, of course I'm yeah. not going to give it away. <laughs> because people do come and go, you know, yes. and, and so not that way, but yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope not. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Um, tell me, well, I, I'd like you to describe to the listeners what the film is about. The film is about a, an assistant to a big time, uh, comedy, uh, host who falls in love and, 
we realize that her her main duty as an assistant is to procure comedians for the host to actually consume. So he is he is a monster living amongst uh, comedians. And throughout the journey, she has to she realizes that she has to escape. She has to to get out of of the thumb of this of this guy. And and that's that's the, the story. So it's her sort of becoming herself. It was funny. I watched the first act, I would say. And then I was like, as I told you, I'm a chicken. And I was like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I'm not watching this at night. So I, I, <laughs> I watched it during the day and um, it was so funny and it just kind of flowed. And the actors are great. Yeah, yeah. they all they we were really lucky. I, I think um, from Paul Danke, he's the first comedian who comes on and he just has such a great presence. And then him and Jenny Zagrino, they, they had such good chemistry together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. <laughs> but, Who's uh, the Boston and, guy? Who's the Boston guy? The Boston guy. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 the, oh yes, yes, yes. That's uh, Billy Breed. Yeah. And he was a lot of fun. He, oh, he had some stories. He actually uh, got an ear piercing for the role he's very method and okay. he went to bars and like kind of creeped on people mm -hmm. as yeah, as, as get research. Ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I hope he didn't get, I hope he didn't get himself in any trouble, but. Oh, that's so funny. And he, was it was casting all done in LA or was most, it was all LA. LA. Yeah. Okay. What a great thing to do during the pandemic, make this film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely we, it was the best time to really not have anything else <laughs> to do. And we could really stay home. And since me and my husband both are producing it and we worked mm -hmm. on it together, we uh, really had no excuse, but to just focus on it. And I, I think, I think that was, that was positive in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, yeah, I think we we're really lucky actually <laughs> to have them unbroken. Time. And you still love each other and you work together. <laughs> we still love each other and we work together. Yeah. He's, he's great. We, so we um, got distribution with Gravitas and they're a terrific company, but they kind of, they don't do as much for marketing. And so we've really had to learn about the whole marketing side, which is great for indie filmmakers because sure. you kind of go into it not really knowing how that all works, but sort of going, oh, well, once you sell it, then that's it, right? Like, then you, no. you have your movie up there, but <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of work. And, and yeah. so it's been a lot of fun kind of figuring it out. And that's great. Yeah. Did you do the movie poster before you had finished the film? No, the movie poster came after, but we did get all of those promotional shots on set. Okay. We had a great photographer who, uh, who came down, William Callen, and he, yeah, he's just so talented. And so he made sure we got all of those professionally looking. And then um, as soon as, I think we made the poster before we started submitting it to festivals. And it, it was such a weird time because festivals weren't really a thing. And yeah, so we- virtual. Yeah, they were virtual. And um, we, we ended up actually getting distribution before we even got into Seattle Film Festival. So it was oh. kind of a, yeah, because we had a sales rep. And so our sales rep was, we, we talked about it and we were like, well, we could wait until next year when everything opens up again, or 
or we could just take it directly to uh, distributors and see what what they say. And yeah. and we didn't want to hold on it. We didn't want to wait. You know, it it was right. a lot of work, and it and we wanted to just get it out there, get and, it down, and get it out. Yeah, because you know you got you have to move on as well. It's like it, it's hard yeah. to hold on to something for so long. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So gravitas came on, and and I think the poster happened around then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we ha- we had a terrific poster designer, Stephen Caceres. I love and he, it. He yeah, it 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 all really came together nicely. <laughs> At first, I'm like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The yeah, trailer is great. I put everything on my show blog, which is getthepunkoutshow.kuci.org. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that's sitting in your shoes and they're creative and they've been in this funk, this creative funk during this time? Oh, that, I mean, I I totally feel your pain. It, it's hard, especially when you don't have a lot of interaction with people. It's hard to kind of yeah. let your creative juices go. Um, I, I would say just, just write anything down, you know, just start telling stories. And even if they're mm-hmm. terrible, who knows Get what comes out, out. and yeah. then just, just keep writing. I, I, I try to write, um, as, as much as I can just in the mornings and, you know, sometimes weird things come out and sometimes nothing comes <laughs> right. out, but always trying to create something. Yeah. I was going to say, I um, wrote some great short scripts during, let's see, last spring, submitted them to Film Freeway and you never know. You you don't know. I mean, there's so many festivals out there. You can just write a short, you know, 30 pages or whatever it is. And sometimes people will take it. Sometimes they don't. You make it better. You, you rewrite, but it gets you going and you have goals. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And, and always, yeah, reading and watching, um, art films and watching other films that are out there. I think, I think right now is an interesting time because we have, we have the ability to make movies for a lot less than maybe before. And so, so anyone can really tell a story and, and it's about telling the story that that you could potentially shoot yourself or because I really do think it's hard to just go out there and sell a script and it happens. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time, but I think for, for us, I mean, we, we knew that the only way we were going to get a movie made is if we made it ourselves because it's, you know, everybody has a, a lot of people have screenplays and, and it's showing, showing that, that you have the passion to actually visualize it as well as, right is important so I agree. figuring yeah. out and that's why you know setting it in the comedy world in a world that we knew we were like okay yeah we can make it authentic without um you know going too far out of our comfort zone i went to i went to film school in australia and oh. for some reason everyone wanted to make a movie about guns and in australia there were no guns like they were outlawed and so <laughs> it's kind of like you want to make it was it was guns and then like old older people that were not you know they're outside of our experience and so it's so it was so interesting to me in film school like everybody wanted to make these stories that they had no connection to and so yeah. it always ends up kind of feeling like 
oh, I wonder why they wanted to tell this story, you know? Exactly. So I think telling stories that, that mean something to you or that you have this connection to um, can be a lot easier to start with because then- right. Yeah. I think they have to have some kind of meaning to you to get you out of bed and excited in the morning that you're definitely so about that. You have to make this, you have to write it, you have to make it. And then also to your point, write things that you, if someone said to you, you know, I'm going to help you make this film. Don't create something that is just impossible or an impossible budget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this, this one was pretty ambitious too, because it was quite a few locations. And usually they say, Oh, Oh, try to come up with an idea that has one or two locations. And we were lucky to find a location that actually supplied, I think like half of the location. So it was this warehouse downtown and okay. we were able to get <clears throat> like Bob's apartment, uh, the, the stage and the restaurant and, the backstage we we were able to get all of these locations in one place and so i think that's ideal that, yeah it's totally ideal yeah. because you're you're moving fast and you only have a few takes for each scene and we had we had prosthetics and so we had to you know budget our time around having uh ron in in the chair to get his uh, makeup done and yeah it, it's yeah <laughs> Do you already have your next project in the works? I, I do. I have, I have the screenplay and we've sort of started pitching it around. Um, we have, we have the pitch deck and mm -hmm. it's, it's another story that takes place in LA. It's kind of similar, but different, um, follows a, a young woman who, who gets, I, maybe I shouldn't give this, Don't give it away. Don't give it <laughs> but, but it's, it's another fun kind of adventure with supernatural elements. Um, I really enjoy the, the more adventure stories that have a little bit of a, a scare, but it's more, more about, um, the adventure of the fantasy, I guess. It's not a gruesome scare. It's a kind of a funny scare in this one. <laughs> Yeah, no. it is. I, I really liked the idea of making Bob a little bit pathetic. Like yeah. you don't really see the pathetic monsters. I mean, in the right. end, it's just like he's got issues. He's got issues. <laughs> and and, you know, OK, he, he eats people like that's his food source. He can't really help himself. <laughs> so can you feel that bad for him? Like, I, I yeah, it's really Violet is the one that's that's kind of the the monster in a way. I, so I guess you could really get into psychology with this one if it's her like, issues are even her, bigger her issues yeah <laughs> but um but yeah but I, I i i found that to be something that i wanted to see mm -hmm. and ron lynch is so great as the monster too you kind of just want to give him a hug but you're scared of him a bit. i know especially in the lighting i think it was the trailer yeah. and i thought this guy is creepy yeah yeah. Oh yeah. He's got, he's got an edge. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because Ron Lynch is nothing like that at all. I mean, he's been in the comedy scene for so long that I'm sure he, he relates to that character a lot because that is all around us. And, and also, I mean, in all of us, I think the, the desire to succeed and continue succeeding. And especially your, if you're on top, the kind of expectation to continue um, with comedy, it's gotta be, you could almost become a monster, you know, and I guess that's why yeah. like big time comedians do kind of become a little bit 
of of monsters themselves. So, right, yeah. So, where can people find out more about the film? Yeah, so we have uh, Instagram and Twitter at too late the movie doc or at too late the movie, and uh, we have too late the movie dot com. Yeah. All right, and I also put uh, Instagram up here, too late the movie, Twitter, as you said, Facebook, and the website. And there's a trailer on my show blog. And there's a trailer. Oh, terrific! Thank you so much. <laughs>